Welcome to this month's episode of the FCA Podcast, an original podcast series produced by the Florida Chiropractic Association. I'm Jennifer Durr, CEO of FCA, and I'm here with today's guests, Dr. Jillian Johnson and Dr. Annabelle McCauley. Before we get started, we'd like to extend a special thank you to our episode sponsor, Charlotte's Web and CBD Clinic. Dr. Jillian Johnson discovered animal chiropractic as a young writer. It impacted her so greatly that she decided at nine years old that she would be an animal chiropractor. Through chiropractic school, Dr. Jilly became interested in the horse and rider dynamic and is passionately pursued by opening Farmhouse Chiropractic in 2016. Her love of animals and interest in performance fuels her practice and led her to treating top show dogs around the country. She is passionate about helping people and animals perform their best. As an avid equestrian, Dr. Jilly understands the demands placed on both horse and rider and uses this knowledge to help her patients. Dr. Annabelle McCauley focuses on optimization of human performance with an affinity for equestrian professionals and canine handlers. As an equestrian herself since the age of nine and a North Central Florida native, she returned to serve her community after her chiropractic education. Dr. Mack is involved in both the Florida Chiropractic Association and the American Chiropractic Association. It is her mission to help others achieve their performance and lifestyle goals through balanced, natural, and effective health care. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Jilly and Dr. Mack. Tell us your history and what led you to the chiropractic profession. Sure, I'd love to. I was very lucky to find my passion at a young age. I was nine years old. My dad's at International Construction, so we moved all around and animals were always my solace moving and always my friends. And I had a mare that had a bad rear leg injury and she was off limping for six to eight months. The atrophy was very real. The compensation patterns I wasn't even aware of of that time. And my dad was actually talking about the vet bills and talking about this horse that his daughter wasn't riding to his surf buddy, who happened to be his chiropractor. And he said, well, Marshall, you know, I work on horses, right? And my dad's like, whatever, man, at this point, we've done everything. So he came out and he adjusted her and the effects and the look of relief on her face. And I was like, that's it. That's all I want to do with my life. So I was very fortunate there. And then he adjusted me. And then that was my how the heck do you become an animal chiropractor route of what I kind of chose my life to be? I've been very lucky in that in that way. So that's my story. Mine was a little more roundabout. <laughs> and basically, I uh, knew I wanted to be some sort of physician. My family, are basically, you're either an artist or some sort of scientist or physician. So naturally, in my love of horses, which I started riding also at nine, ironically, I really thought, well, this is what I want to do. Anything and everything about horses, right? And I really kept that passion of being a large animal vet from the time I, I was nine all the way through. There was no high school boy phase where most people drop off from their horses. For me, it was horses all the way through, all the way through even after undergrad. So I actually took a year off after undergrad to work with a vet uh, as a vet tech. And it was really interesting during my college experience, every single veterinarian that I met and shadowed and worked with said, if you want a life, like this is not the profession for you. Yep. And not even just a family, like to have a family, like kids or whatever. But if you want to see anybody you consider family, this, this is not for you. Or your own horses. Or your own horses. Right. And I thought, well, that's silly. Like, I love the whole reason I'm getting into this is for that. You know, I don't mind. I'm not afraid of hard work, but I do want to enjoy my horses. That's the whole purpose. So I thought, well, maybe this isn't quite for me. I, I don't want to live out of a truck. And for the first time ever in like almost 20 years, I was like, what am I going to do? And I ended up sort of accidentally working for a chiropractor. I 
decided to move back towards Florida and looked for a job that I thought I would love for the period of time I had left uh, up north. And I found a chiropractor. It was a female chiropractor. She did the whole thing uh, on her own. And I ended up going for a group interview because I thought, oh, I'll learn something. And I love learning. So I went, I got the job. It was just me and her. And it was my first time really seeing chiropractic differently because I had seen chiropractic on horses growing up. So actually, the first adjustments I'd ever seen were on horses. To me, it was just a natural part of what horses have done in order to be able to perform the way that they do. And it's really interesting because in our line of work, everyone is really familiar with chiropractic. And it's actually, I think, more widely accepted in the equestrian world than in a lot of other arenas. So uh, I'd always seen it done. I thought that's interesting. I went, I ended up working for this chiropractor and the difference I saw in patients when they would come in to when they would leave, not just physically more upright and ready for their day, but mentally, emotionally. I had never experienced that there were people that didn't have goals like they had lost their goals and their purpose in life because they thought they couldn't do things you know they couldn't achieve those goals anymore and just so to see that light come back into somebody and to see that change I mean seven months later I was like and here I go to chiropractic school and at the time I thought I would do animals as well since I thought what a great way to still involve animals but not live out of my truck and later on decided really for me keeping horses just for fun was the best choice for me but what we do allows me to be around animals every day. So we both found our passion. That's how I got her to come on board. I'm like, you want to play with puppies? You get to see puppies and horses. Sounds <laughs> I love that. What a great story for each of you. It's interesting to hear the history of all of our members at FCA and how everyone came into chiropractic, many in a different way. You hear the car accident story all the time, but I love that really what brought you here wasn't injury. It was really wellness. And you know how much in chiropractic we love to be more of a wellness profession than only just injury fixers. I love that. Such a needed area, too, to focus on that. I think healthcare is getting more and more split. And so setting ourselves up as preventative and optimization, I mean, sure. we're Yeah, life happens, but the general push is towards performance optimization and wellness and being proactive as opposed to being reactive. Well, Dr. Jillian, I've only known of you for several years. We've talked on the phone a couple of times and then finally really met in person just a few weeks ago. And uh, Dr. Annabelle, I've known for several years. Uh, we met at an FCA leadership conference camping in the middle of the woods. <laughs> it was good. I was so excited when I found out that Farmhouse Chiropractic was located in the World Equestrian Center in Ocala. So can you please tell listeners a little bit about the day in the life at Farmhouse Chiropractic and the World Equestrian Center? Sure. I'll let Dr. Mack tell you a little about the World Equestrian Center and I'll kind of walk you through a normal day here at Farmhouse. Absolutely. So we were lucky enough to have everything basically fall into place, not without a lot of hard work and effort, but it's always nice when those things naturally come together to be able to open a practice at the World Equestrian Center. Uh, previously, we had been working together mobily. Um, and before that, Dr. Jillian was working with Farmhouse Chiropractic solely mobily. So that means going, you know, to horse shows, going to different shows, to people's farms, et cetera. Hence, Farmhouse, too, going everywhere from the house to the farm and to the shows and back. So when we got the opportunity to open up here, it was a no-brainer. We practically lived here anyway working. So the World Equestrian Center is a state-of-the-art facility. It is massive, I believe. It's actually the largest in the country, and I 
think the second largest in the world. Don't quote me on that. I can't even describe it, honestly, because even the photos and the videos online do not do it justice. This isn't just a place for people to come, have a great time with their horse and leave. This is a place that may host Olympics someday, are also already hosting some of the top competitions and bringing in some of the top equestrian athletes in the world. As well as dog sports, they have home shows here. They have, I mean, and they have it all. They're calling it the Disneyland of the equestrian community. And it's starting to pick up steam in different places as well. And when we say equestrian community, it's also getting the public excited about equestrian sports. It's not just riders that are coming here. I mean, they are busting people in from all over Florida. They put up over a million lights at Christmas time. So they have guest performers. They have Elsa impersonators. They have magicians. They have all kinds of things. They have all host all kinds of shows. But woven in through all of that, there are all of these competitions, there are shows that involve horses. And so it just it gets the whole public excited. I mean, you're sitting there in stands that are packed and then you've got golf carts lined up and everybody's 30 feet deep with people cheering when someone jumps clear. I mean, that's the excitement and the vibrance you feel in this place is insane. They have one hotel right now, Five Star Hotel. It's incredibly beautiful. They're building another one. They're putting in 80 retail shops. There are boutiques. There are seven different restaurants. There's a French chef in the bakery. You can get Starbucks at like three different locations. I mean, you can come here and you can make a weekend of it. But intertwined with all of that, we have vets here. We have farriers here. We have us. There are just so many opportunities for anything and everything surrounding animals. So it's just a really exciting place to be. And also, it's really, 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 really beautiful. That not my store at all. <laughs> I, I thought it'd get tiring. You know, after a year, I'd be like, okay, like, I hope this sunset and these gorgeous buildings will just never look normal to me. And they still don't. <laughs> I still get excited when I see them. So, yeah. And they're constantly growing, like, because it's 400 acres. We'll go around, you know, we get so busy during our busy season. We'll drive around the corner. I'm like, when did they build that? Yeah. So it's it's pretty incredible um, what what they're doing. Or there'll be some new topiary. We're like, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's just a constant, constant change. And we, our office is actually located inside an arena. So literally in the same place, we can look through our glass walls and see through the stands. So the, there are bleachers right there. You can see through the stands into one of the indoor arenas. So there are massive Indoor arenas right now, I believe there are 22 total arenas, and then there are five large, large indoor arenas. And they're air-conditioned, which is also a game-changer for the equestrian world because it basically allows us to show during the summer when normally everyone would be absolutely dying. The but typical season used to be basically what brought people. The mecca of horse and dog sports are in Florida because everywhere got too cold, so they would come down here in the winter. And that was the typical season. And then what WEC did is they capitalized that, put some AC in, and now it's a year-round thing. So it's a really great thing for our economy. It's a great thing for everyone involved, all the sports. It's really opening a lot up because people are moving here. They're staying here. And they're moving here from all over. We're yeah. talking about Canada, all over the U.S., Europe. I mean, it's definitely changing. It's changing Ocala, that's for sure. So it's exciting to be kind of at the forefront of that. Yeah. And then as far as a day at Farmhouse, it kind of varies. So I'll walk you through my day and then maybe Dr. Mack will do a better job of the humans. Um, I gave up humans this year. So I just do all the animals. So I am in the office Tuesdays and Thursdays doing dogs all day. We do chiropractic. My partner, my life partner does massage on animals and we do laser and taping as well. Some instrument assisted work as well. Muscle work. That's Tuesday, Thursdays for me. And then Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm out doing horses. So we do barn calls as well as do the horses in the barns here. Same thing. We do chiro, massage, laser, taping, some saddle fit. 
looking at tax, stuff like that for the riders. And then the beauty of what we do is we are able to communicate about it. So if I see a horse and then she's seeing the rider, we can go, okay, let's fix the whole package. So that's kind of my day. I love that. I'm really big into, I never wanted a sedentary, like be in one place just for moving as much as I did. So I love the variety of what my life brings and I never know what barn I'm going to or what I'm walking into. And that really is the zest of life for me. And then in our office, we have two human doctors. We have Dr. Mack and Dr. Morgan. She's our associate we added this year in January. And I'll let you, Dr. Mack kind of tell you about a normal day at Farmhouse for our people. Yeah. Uh, we also like that. We, we never know really truly what's going to walk in. But at the same time, there's a little bit of stability, I think, in being in an office as well, which is nice. And some air conditioning. Oh, it's summer. So for us, when we open the office, we we primarily have riders when it's during show season, just because, I mean, they are here. When they come here, they move in for a solid six months at least um, and pretty much spend every day here. So throughout the day, we see that we also have a lot of our dog handlers, our professional dog handlers that will be traveling through. And Florida is a big state, as Dr. Jilly mentioned. So they will often be driving up from South Florida through Florida, going to other shows and will literally come hours. We love our people. They will literally come hours, sometimes bring themselves, sometimes bring themselves in the whole van of dogs. So it's kind of a mix, really. And we also have some industry support professionals as well, you know, vets, barriers, other people that are here supporting our athletes. They will also come in. So for us, we do several, several modalities. We do everything from manual adjusting to instrument assisted adjusting. We firmly believe that working with the muscles and soft tissues associated with those produces the best results. And that also includes exercise therapy at times for stability, especially with riders. A lot of our riders are hypermobile. So empowering them to do some of the things at home that can improve their riding for both themselves and it actually ends up helping their horses as well is a big deal. So we really focus on the whole body. Sometimes that can incorporate nutrition. We will do lab work at times. Sometimes that can incorporate stress relieving techniques. Sometimes that can lead to exercise at home, exercise in the office. And of course, obviously our favorite, which is adjusting and doing all the soft tissue modalities here. So everything from laser, shockwave, kinesio taping. We do have decompression because obviously with falling off comes some compression issues. And in general, the compression of riding, that's a lot on your low back. We're able to help a lot of riders in that in that arena that way. And running for our handlers. Yep. A lot of people don't realize that I didn't know. I wasn't really privy to the dog show world before Dr. Johnson brought me into it. But learning about it has been really eye-opening for me. I mean, that's probably a combination of a lot of different jobs like hairdressing for grooming. So for those of you that have your occasional hairdresser in your office, you know it's all upper body. I mean, holding your arms up for long periods of time, looking down. But they also drive cross-country. So you have all these different things, you get lifting, bending, they have to run and, and what they do affects the dog's gait as well. So what we do is really intertwined. Obviously in horseback riding, your spine affects the horse's spine and vice versa. So we're basically two beings that are compensating for each other all the time. Right. So when we see that reflected in, in the way that we practice as well. And that was something very unique about our practice. And I remember getting out of chiropractic school and being like, I like people, but I want to focus on animals. And then I went to this one woman's barn and I was doing, you know, three or four of her horses and they all had the same thing. I was like, okay, get on the table. We got to fix this. Like this is not coming from the horses. This is coming from your seat and your compensation patterns. And that kind of sparked that. And then I started adding more people and then that became a really good thing. And then Dr. Mack and I connected and I was like, great, you do the people, I'll do the animals, we'll fix it all. So it's really cool. And it's a really unique perspective that most people don't think about. I kind of tell people, you know how we talk about backpacks when our kids, you know, don't put it on one shoulder, don't put it on one shoulder. I'm like, that's what you're doing to the horse. You know, if you're hanging off the side, 
then that's the way that you're affecting them. So sometimes having those visual aids and just helping them think about that they're not only the moves that they're doing that affect their body, but how that's affecting, you know, the animal that they spend so much time, energy, love, money on. Like that's a huge awakening moment typically. And really the way that we practice as well, it's very individualized. We don't do plans personally. We've just found that we work with each individual person or animal that comes in and we really reassess all the time just because some people respond more quickly. Some people are riding 13 horses a day. Some people are riding one. Some people are flying in where they work in finance in Boston and they're riding horses at a high level only on the weekend, you know, so we have everything in between and and those bodies need different kinds of support. So we just do our best to make sure that we are meeting them where they are and then helping them elevate to the next level. It does sound like you never have a dull moment. Let's take a quick break for a word from our episode sponsor, Charlotte's Web and CBD Clinic. Charlotte's Web is the market leader and world's most trusted hemp extract. And through our practitioner exclusive brand, CBD Clinic, we're excited to share the most relevant and actionable clinical information on cannabinoids and their application in a clinical setting. For more information, visit them online at cbdclinic.co and for a 20% off discount, use FCA podcast at checkout. And I just happened to think too, just being in um, my part of Central Florida, I'm in South Lake County. So there's quite a bit of the same type of activities with, you know, horses and dog shows and lots of outdoor things. And I just happened to think even listening to each of you that you came into this world because of growing up and being around animals. And I can see how what you're doing would bring chiropractic into future generations to go along with the other activities that their family is doing. They'll just be, you know, coming right up along with, well, yeah, chiropractic is a part of the training and performance. I love that. Thank you. It really is. It's such an important component. And I mean, even if you don't look at the sports realm, you don't look at the the high level sports. I mean, everyone has a dog nowadays, you know, and how can we support them? How can they live longer? How can they feel better? It's just taking care of your whole family, whether it's athletic or not. From a business perspective, too, I mean, as far as like attracting people to help, you know, helping them understand about chiropractic, what better way for marketing? You see all these podcasts all the time, all these things, how to market your practice, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I mean, we all love animals. We all have some connection with them. So to be able to bring that to the forefront and then also just to help people realize that there are better options for their animals. I mean, now humans are starting to seek care for themselves in the same way and become their own advocates. And we want to see that happen for the animals as well. And I think even the trends in veterinary medicine are going more holistic as well. I think this is a broad effect that's happening on human healthcare as well as animal healthcare. And chiropractors are poised basically to be in a position to be at the very forefront of it. Well, with that, we'll segue into my next question for you. How does a chiropractor become involved in your area of practice and you know, practice ethically, legally, and within your scope of practice as a Florida licensed doctor of chiropractic medicine? Sure. So the first step, um, if you're going to practice in Florida, I always tell people if you're thinking about practicing in different states, every state has a different guideline, has different laws. So definitely look into those. There are some really great states out there right now that have open access and they're they're great. Oklahoma is one of them. In Florida, you want to go get certified. So you want to look for an accredited program that's either ABCA, American Veterinary Chiropractic Association, or IBCA, International 
that way you are going through and learning. It's about a six-month course. Some do it over a short amount of time. Some do it one weekend a month and you have your own coursework. What's really cool about the one, I went to the one in Parker. I liked that it was affiliated with a chiropractic school. And what I liked about it is, is that it's open for chiropractors as well as veterinarians. So we're all learning on the same playing field. You get that great dialogue. You know, they're great. They're better at zoonosis. We're better at palpation. You know, we get to kind of work together and it creates that collaboration to be able to go out in the real world and work together. So looking into schools is the first thing you want to get certified. And then in Florida, it's kind of a gray area right now. We practice under the guidelines of a veterinary referral. Just like every state scope is different uh, on the human side of things. The same goes for animals. And so some states have concrete laws, some states have guidelines, some states have really nothing that they've totally said at all, but it could go either way. Uh, So here we focus on getting a veterinary referral from the veterinarians. Sometimes that can be a challenge because while they typically love what we do, and oftentimes we have vets that are like, oh my gosh, these results are incredible. We're going to send Everyone, everyone to you. <laughs> Great. Take, you know, just like medical doctors. Here, take these patients with back pain. We don't know what to do with them except throw drugs, drugs and surgery sometimes. And so they actually get excited about it. But the hard part is, as we discussed a little bit earlier, veterinarians are often overworked and burned out. Not always, but what it that... Is, so in this arena, it's, there's a shortage of veterinarians and it's a very demanding population because tomorrow they're jumping for $200,000 class. You know, they can't wait a week to get it. Right. So, you know, it, it's a very, very instant sort of instant gratification society and not necessarily in a bad way, but they do. They do need it now. If you can't jump, you can't jump. Uh, and when there's a lot of money and time invested in that, it becomes a much bigger deal. So if they have to wait around to get a referral from their vet and their vet doesn't know you or maybe maybe they came in with their vet. They're a huge barn and they have their own vet that pops down from Canada, I mean, what do they know about you, right? Even if you are here at the World Equestrian Center. So fostering those relationships is great, but sometimes there are challenges because the vets don't have time to write those referrals. They don't want to take any liability. And and that's understandable, right? So, so there definitely are challenges there. The unfortunate part of the referral is that currently the way that we understand that it does put a veterinarian liable for you. And at the same token, I can know a person practicing, that doesn't mean I want to put my license on the line. So that is a challenge that I do talk about a lot with people that are wanting to get into animal chiropractic um, and kind of just making them aware of where they're going. And forging those relationships, just like you do, you know, with chiropractors that treat only humans. It's all about forging relationships with doctors and other professions around your community to treat the patient as a whole. Always. And most of the time, I think when people are, you know, other than the licensing factor, when people are afraid to uh, move forward with chiropractic or recommend chiropractic, it's mostly because they either don't understand it or the experiences that they've had haven't been clear enough to show that there are many types of adjustments or there are many types of approach to care. Um, Sometimes people see one thing or they look on YouTube um, and that's their idea. That's their impression. It only takes a few seconds to get a first impression of something. And it's really hard to change that first impression once you get it. So a lot of the times education and honestly, just making human connections with people is is the best way, I think, to go about that. I thought the other day um, after you and I talked to Annabelle about how, you know, we had the hurricane last week and I had seen on the news and people who were coming from the area and every stall in the center was full. I think there was like 2,700 stalls. They were all full. 
We slept in the outlet. We, <laughs> we actually slept in the barn in zero gravity chairs with our horses. You don't want to leave them alone. So it ended up just fine, thankfully. But I mean, there have been, work has been awesome. They have opened their stalls each time there's been a big threat. I mean, we are talking horses, donkeys, a kangaroo, parrot, I think. Yeah, it's all fun. It's a zoo party. Yeah. Floor. <laughs> But it's nice that people who were coming from the community were able to see two chiropractors giving of themselves and whatever was needed to get through those couple of very, very busy days and just be helpful. Right. Florida's good at pulling together when we need it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the um, one question that I had is if any of our members wanted to contact you and or maybe come visit you or find out more about veterinary chiropractic and, you know, even the human performance side of it, how should they contact you? Where do you want to guide them? Great question. So uh, we are happy to answer any emails. They can go to WEC, so that's W-E-C, at farmhousechiropractic.com. So it's just F-A-R-M-H-O-U-S-E, chiropractic.com. At the current time, we are still new here and forging these pathways. So for us, as I said before, we don't get a ton of sleep. So bear with us as if we take a little bit in uh, getting back to you. But right now, we are not open to uh, shadowing and internship opportunities. We love the calls we get from students. We are always encouraging them and helping to answer any quick questions we can. But at the current time, we're not opening our practice. But that might be something for the future, for sure. We just want to make sure that we're paving these pathways the right way first, uh, and then we can can go through and start to build the community even in a stronger way. So as we navigate these ourselves, um, <laughs> we are happy to share any of the you know ins and outs of that as much as we can. So shoot us an email, send us a message anytime, and it's WEC at farmhousechiropractic.com. Awesome. It's been nice talking to you both today. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, we look forward to seeing where not only farmhouse chiropractic goes, but where veterinary chiropractic goes in the state of Florida. Thank you both. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of the FCA podcast. We would also like to extend a special thanks to our episode sponsor, Charlotte's Web and CBD Clinic. Join us each month as we continue our conversation with key voices in the Florida chiropractic community discussing topics directly impacting everyday practice, the profession, and the importance of staying connected with FCA. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For more information on the Florida Chiropractic Association, visit us online at fcachiro.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.